Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome to the Merge Boot Podcast. It seems today that all you see is Survivor on TV and podcasts on your phone. But you better be ready. I'm Joel Edmiston. I'm Cody Crane. And I'm Chris George. And we have one thing in common. We want to talk about the boring players of Survivor. That's right. <laughs> Today, we're doing another series of our uh, series of our competitive rankings of Survivor topics. And today, we're doing the top 12 memorably bland Survivor contestants. So... Um, uh, with us is is a special guest of uh, for these series is uh, Chris George. Yeah, um, hardly a guest at this point. Yeah, I think I, it seems like I'm the third member of the Merge Boot podcasting team. Yeah, at least this series. You're yeah. you're host of the series with us until until you fire me. Yeah. Every yeah. every week I send I send them a message saying please can I be on Merge Boot and every week they usually reject me so I don't want to jinx this great run that I've had mm-hmm. but it has been you know the highlight of my 2021. Well, Chris, oh, we've nice. we've loved to have you and uh, I mean this series has been great for a lot of uh, controversy. Uh, the listeners think we got it wrong. Um, <laughs> we think each other got it wrong, and we all fight. Yeah, it's what it's what people want to hear in these troubled times. Though this may be an interesting uh, uh, list. So uh, just to clarify what memorably bland means is if you've watched Survivor, you know that there are people that just don't stand out. There are the Christian Hubikis and uh, the Spencer Bledsoe's who pop big. And then there are the people. What's that? (laughs) You know, Spencer's going to be on Cody's list. We've already we've already. I'm just saying these are two people that had huge edits and had big personalities and in their their <laughs> confessionals kept getting shown throughout their seasons. The Russell Hans, the um There we go. There you go. Back on track. Yeah. yeah. Um but and then you have the other players. You have the other players who, you know, are medium. But then there are other players who make it so far in the game but don't have an impact on any of the strategy. Don't have an impact on the game. On you don't know their relationship with others. Obviously, things are going on on the island with them, but we're not seeing it in the show at all. Whether it's because they're bad at confessionals, whether it's because they were just really hungry out there, which is a, the case with a lot of these people, and they're just you know they they don't have the energy, 
or they're just not good TV characters. There's nothing wrong with them. We're not being mean, but they're bland. They're not very good. And, but, but we love them, and they're memorable because they're bland. They stand out because of how much they don't stand out, and that's who we're counting down today. Did I get that right? Yeah, that's pretty much what I based um, my kind of picks off of, of these people. They're so bland, but mm-hmm. I remember them because of that. It's it's actually uh, sometimes it's it's fun to point out. It it honestly doesn't happen as much in modern Survivor, though. Have you noticed that? Most of my picks are not from none of my picks are from the 30s. Spoiler alert. Interesting. I have I have a I have a pretty wide range. I mean, yeah, there's some there's definitely some people to go off of in Ghost Island. That's for sure. But oh, sure. Sure. Um, Ghost Island. I can see a couple <laughs> people. Yes. One in particular. Yeah, there's a notable one in there. But I I mean, yeah, it, it's definitely a big thing in like older Survivor, too, because you just kind of see people like go away or whatever. You just like I mean, you guys know I've been binging like crazy of uh, seasons to try to prepare for uh, one of these that we have coming up. Um. And you you get a lot of I mean, like the whole season of Marquesas, almost the entire cast, but like three or four people could be on here. Well, it's, it's harder to um, that's why I think it's, it's interesting in the later seasons, if you are bland, it's because the, the, the storytelling has changed. Right. Like big time back then. I mean, the show the show is objectively more bland at the be- in the beginning seasons than than now with all the different twists and stuff that they throw in depending on what you what you depending on what you you look and like and and value but there was more of the survival and the day-to-day sort of monotony that these people are experiencing back in the in the earlier edits versus the later edits i guess but even so like when you're watching uh australia for example australian outback like the people pop in that season a lot more except for that one guy arnie scooping Pardon me? <laughs> What's his uh, name, Arnie? I can't remember his name. Mike, Michael Scoopin. Uh, I don't know why we're bringing him up, but he, <laughs> he kills a pig and r- wipes himself with pig's blood. He's not bland. I'm not saying that Scoopin's <laughs> bland. He's on Scoopin's tried. Um, You're thinking of Nick. Nick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it was <laughs> Arnie for a second. I don't know why. <laughs> But, but 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 also with the earlier seasons and with the case of Australian Outback, they had more days, but they had a lot less players. Um, so they didn't have, have to split the edit with so many other people. And with Australian Outback, they had more time and more episodes to do it as well. Yeah, I mean, basically, though, when it comes down to it, we got a lot of bland people to choose from. And we all went through our list. We all pointed them out. We picked them out. And some of these we're going to disagree on. And I've already seen some disagreements on them, on this pretty early on in the podcast. But the way we do this thing is we draft the order of where they should go. Each of us get a veto. And to kick off how the draft order goes, we do trivia. Now, our big loser last week was Joel. Were you the big loser? Well, wasn't me. I won last week. Yeah. yeah well, yeah, I, I did. I was in the third, the f- third place finisher last week. Yeah. Yeah. So you get the buy. So the winner of your trivia question, Chris and I will take that question. 
will then go on to face you. And then from there, the order will be decided. Um, whoever loses this first one between Chris and I will be third place. First place will pick the last person and the first person on the list. Big responsibility. One that I don't think you guys want me to have. I really, I'm, I feel very passionate about my top, my top pick. Um, otherwise, all of my picks could go wherever. But so I'm really hoping that I'm able to, to get top spot. But Chris, don't forget, you also have a trivia question you want to ask. That's true. I know I'm torn. So it's, it's a win-win either way. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, um, so speaking of bland survivor players, there is a guy with one leg in Vanuatu named Chad. Uh, but he, his name wasn't actually Chad. What was his real name? I Charles. No, and I love that season. Oh, okay. I thought um, you were going to say what's Sarge's real name? Charles, John, Eddie. Sorry, I, I thought you guys would maybe get this because they do mention it in the in the premiere episode. His name is James. Mm. Well, I just told you that uh, I was like, which one should I uh, rewatch? Because <laughs> I haven't seen them in a while. Uh, Vanuatu or Amazon. <laughs> and I just asked you that last night. <laughs> right. I, 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 I thought maybe you watched the premiere last night. Oh, that, that should have been that should have been me. That should have been a. Yeah, okay, so um, there's another contestant with one leg in Nicaragua. What was her name? Kate. No. Oh, no, it's uh, Kelly. Kelly. It, yes, it's Kelly. I knew it was Kelly, too. Shit, I should have said it. But I was but I was distracted because you, I thought you said eight. <laughs> no, I, uh, I was like, purple Kate, no. <laughs> and then I remembered Kelly because it's well, purple Kelly, and then there's Kelly. Mm-hmm. I didn't know it was just we were just shouting it out. But uh, oh, you guess didn't know. Cody got, guess Cody got two two answers there. I feel like Wendell with the puzzle challenge. You know what I mean? I had I completed the challenge first. You're definitely a complainer. Cody has done this every time. He's said many answers at once. This has been his the hit the precedent he set early on. This I is know, how I, should, I win. I should have been I should have been more on the ball. I guess I'm the big loser for this one. Mm-hmm. As soon as you thought I said eight, you should have been like, "Well, I'll give you the real answer." Yeah, but I was just so blown away. I still think you said eight. What did you say, Aiden? I said Kate. Eight. Oh, Kate. That makes more sense. That's yeah. closer. <laughs> yeah, I just mixed up Kate and Kelly. Hey, so. but it worked for you. If I'd heard you say Kate, I wouldn't have been thrown. So, but true. all right. So I am I am the the last place person. That means I get to tell I get to ask my trivia question. This trivia question is going out to Joel and Cody, and the winner of this will get to choose the number one bland player of Survivor memorably bland so here is the question um who was the first person to receive individual immunity from another player heidi you betcha it was heidi one of the greatest players of all time no <laughs> heidi strobel that list. was the first person to convince someone to 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 get their immunity without winning it Social gameplay off the charts. I'm glad we have all recognized that with this trivia question. So yours was, I posted last night. There's two seasons I haven't (laughs) seen recently. And Joel does a Vanuatu and you do an Amazon question. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, but that's a pretty iconic moment in the Amazon. 
Are like, you fucking <laughs> kidding me? And to be fair, I wanted to ask this trivia question last time, but I, I decided to go for challenges and statistics. <laughs> um, but Chris, uh, you'll be the big loser uh, next week with the third. I have the second pick. And Joel, kick us off with your first on Bland Island. I'm and really happy to, to kick this list off because this person that I'm doing isn't like a number one, but it does kind of, he is exemplary of what I want this list to be just full of guys like this. <laughs> and uh, so he is the per great person to start the list off. And, you know, he's not that memorable, but he is very, very bland. Does not get much in his edit, but makes it pretty far. His name is Leaf from One World. The little guy. Oh, well, I know. I know. I know Leaf. I love Leaf. Leaf is, bland? <laughs> Leaf is great. He's, he's, he goes to sleep in a box. <laughs> yeah, he's barely in the show, even in, in his vote out episode, which I watched last night. There's one moment in his vote out episode that he even talks and it's when Tarzan is bathing him in the, in the ocean with a, with his own buff. And it is, uh, makes me laugh every time I see it. Um, and leaf, you know, has some dance moves here or there, but, and, you know, Colton is mean to him, but barely gets any confessionals and, you know, and when he does get a confessional, you can tell he has no idea what's going on in the game. So it's it's very fun. It's Leaf in a season that I don't that many people don't like. It's he's one of my favorite parts of the season, <laughs> and he's barely in it. <laughs> Chris, I can maybe tell from your face that you don't like that you don't like this pick. Um, I'm, I I mean he he wasn't on my list uh, at all. I, I think I think Leaf is um. I remember Leaf. So, but I mean, but I don't have arguments against. Him. I mean, if you feel if you feel passionate about it, I mean, I feel maybe very he, strongly about Leaf being on this list. Hey, you're gonna remember my picks uh, too, <laughs> so don't don't worry about that. But people can be bland and shown a lot, and that's. I mean, I'll go with uh, I'll go with Leaf, uh, Joel. Cody, we we I remember on our One World episode, we spoke at length about Leaf. You uh, loved Leaf. Oh yeah, we loved Leaf. I, we loved him, of course. <laughs> but but uh, he was a talking point <laughs> because of how bland he was. He barely gets an edit. It's and he 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 makes it you know past the merge you know better than Jay does better than Jonas better than Mike. I thought you might have put uh, Bill on there. No, he 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 pops bigger than than. Uh, then leaf but you have a vendetta against bill yeah if we're doing least favorite survivor players maybe i would do bill and but i would also put colton on that list <laughs> there's yeah, a lot more seems like it would be a bad list i don't want to be part of that one yeah there's a lot more people that we're not doing on that. there i don't think bill would make it <laughs> <laughs> yeah we're not doing that it's just dan spilo colton no we're not doing it you said <laughs> you said we're not <laughs> Wow, we've already uh, we've already talked about a lot of given a lot of really good people some airtime this. Episode. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. We already kicked off with fucking scoop, and you got to bring out the rest. Oh yeah, he's on the <laughs> list too. Uh, but uh, yeah, Leaf is. Um, you know what else can you say about him? Uh, when every what I like about him, what what makes him memorably bland is every time I see him, 
like when they pan the, the camera down <laughs> to show Leaf, I'm like, yes, Leaf, right. Leaf's on this show. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and you forget about it until then. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but he gives you joy. Yeah, sure. I can see the joy. Honestly, I see the joy and I'm not, I'm not in this to kill joy. Unlike Cody last episode. So uh, no, I'm not going to veto this one. <laughs> you know, what's funny too about Leaf is like in after the merge and even in the pre-merge, when they're doing, a, like, when Jeff is reading the votes, there's always a stray vote. And you're like, who voted for this person? And it's always oh, leave. Yeah, I do remember that. <laughs> <laughs> Which is like, you know, shows he didn't have his uh, ear to the ground. <laughs> yeah, I guess you're right, Joel. I'm all in on this. Yeah, I'm, I'm in for it. There's, I'm not going to veto that. Yeah, so this least. is number 12, just because I don't think we specified how many we were doing. Right. Yeah, I don't I don't have them written down this time. Oh, I got it here. So Leaf number, rules. I always write them down too, Cody, so in case you don't. Number 12, Leaf. Um, so then it's up to me to have number 11, right? It is. Mm-hmm. And Joel, I was all in on yours. Hopefully you'll be all in on mine. I got to put Cass right here. Veto. Why are you vetoing this? Let me hear me out. It's not a good pick, Cody. I mean, all your picks are not going to be good. We already know this, but this is a good pick. No, it's not a good pick. It's I, not. She's I not. I was agreeing with you off air, but that was just to rile Joel up. Like, I agree, it's not a good pick. So you admit you bully Joel? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Well, I'm, that's the confessional I needed. But I, I mean, this is just a person that was bland she was bland she didn't do anything she she did so much kind of went around every moment you can think of is because of tony it's not her no she flipped she she um when tony tells her final four final three or whatever she goes up to woo and tells him and that blows up um there's she has a huge fight with uh, trish you know she has that comeback victory in the final five uh immunity for for immunity um she does so much stuff she pops way hard way way hard that is she is not who this list is about it's the biggest veto i've ever given i think i think like my issues with it aren't necessarily all the stuff that she did but the fact that i think she is a character and i think she came onto this show with a similar mindset of like Dan Foley that you may not like me, but you're going to remember me. Mm-hmm. Like anyone who gives themselves a nickname, that's just, that just says something about your character right then. Well, it makes them more bland to me if they have to give themselves a nickname. I, I mean, that, that's the whole thing with it. But if you want to veto it, then I got to put, you said the blow up with Trish. I found Trish bland. The only thing I remember with Trish <laughs> Is that oh she's my called God, Mountain Cody, Trisha. you did not get this assignment. You didn't understand. No, I understood. And I made my choices. Cody, um, as per usual, you are trying to single-handedly uh, destroy the credibility of mine and Joel's, our podcast. I can't believe we're having you on here as a guest host so many times. But Joel <laughs> and I, as the true hosts of the podcast... We'll uh, we'll have to take a vote, and you'll probably be booted from being a subsequent guest host after this performance. 
Yeah, Cody, I thought you were going to be excited about this list because you're always... Um, I was excited. You're always doing a spotlight <laughs> showcase on Burton and Albert and people like this. They um, <laughs> When I put the video up, people can see just how... Like, I'm not even, I'm not even mad. I'm just so disappointed, Cody. I really, th I thought you were going to, I thought this was going to be a fun one for you. I, I tested this around. I'm like, am I crazy? Do these, are these people bland? And I was getting back up. I was like, yeah. Everyone was like, yeah, Cody, you got to <laughs> say it because no one else will. You got to stand up for yourself. Who are you talking about? Oh, everyone. I mean, <laughs> I, I can't veto Trish because I know that, um, later on the picks that cody will choose are probably going to be even more colorful characters <laughs> i really don't want trish to be on this list e either like trish is trish is a character from day one would you rather me put woo uh he's bland you gotta I can uh, pick jeremiah bland. pick jeremiah if you're going to pick a bland person from that I think season. I'd rather Wu than Trish. I think Wu, Wu is more bland. Yeah, more Wu than Trish. But well, there, we'll there's so many people. If you want to pick... Sorry, Chris. If you, if you want to pick somebody from that season, it's it's anybody from the beauty tribe. Nobody else. Yeah, I, I think that even though Wu gets the end, but he's quite bland. It's up to um, you. It's your, it's your pick. I I won't be I don't want to upset anyone so I'm gonna put woo. Uh, why not Jeremiah? Jeremiah is the definition of what we're talking about here. My favorite people in that season were Jatia, the woman that quit, <laughs> Lindsay. Yeah, I loved her, and I was mad ever since that Trisha got her out. She didn't get her out. She yeah, quit. she bullied her out. No. Yeah, she mind gamed her out. That's all on Trish. It's a good move. That's true. You know what? I'm turning around on Trish. I'm going to put Wu on. I mean, we know that Cody's just going to put, for some inexplicable reason, he's going to put like five members from Kageyan on this list. That in the history of Survivor, he <laughs> Cody thinks there's no one more bland than people on Kageyan, which shows that Cody is the Jatia of this tribe. Yeah. He's it's, pouring this rice all over the fire. It's, it's very disappointed, Cody, because like, I was I was trying so hard to have this theme defined in the in our chat and even last week. Uh and like Wu is such a character and has such a kingmaker scenario at the final 3. Like it's one of the big it's it's the dumbest decision ever to um uh bring Tony to the end and it's in his court. That episode is all about him. that that vote is all about him. And but like, would Leaf have not made the same decision? But Leaf didn't get there. That's why he's on this list. But because Wu made it there, it his his edit is such that he's he doesn't get the the bland the memorably bland character edit. Or maybe it's because Cass was so bland that Wu forgot she was there. Yeah, and couldn't true. bring her to the final two? No, yeah. then he would have voted Tony because he couldn't remember her name. I'm going to be disappointed if you put Wu or Trish. Or I mean, you you've I guess I've already vetoed Cass. So Cass I, can't be put on. And she's not coming back. I, I you know what I wish we had a commissioner at this time to be like they, they don't even qualify. You know what I mean? I wish it was it was well, defined we enough that, that we I, had that, that a I didn't while have ago to waste too. a veto. 
Sorry, what did you say? We wish we had that a while ago, too, Joel. Let me tell you. If we had a commissioner, Gulliver's Travels would be the number one challenge (laughs) of all time. People are are talking about it. Chili Davidson said on our Instagram that it is his favorite challenge of all time. Chili's, Chili's an anarchist. He said, he said, honestly, my list would have been 12 Gulliver's Travels. There's no way. That's what he's been saying to me privately. Um, so, Cody, what are you going to do for the number 11 spot? Look I got that you made, Joel. You had such hope going into this I, list. Don't I worry, know. Joel. You'll like, you'll like all my picks. You and yeah, I have a fun I list. thought you would be behind mine, too, Joel. Um, but if I, you put Jeremiah, yeah, I mean, he is like a memorably bland character in that season. Like he, like well, he thinks I, that telling people that he's a male model is going to be a, a, a bombshell, and they're all just like, okay, yeah, that's funnier. <laughs> I mean, that's that's better. I mean, um, you have to admit, Joel, Wu was so bland that he got voted back by the fans. Yeah, exactly. He's an all-star. <laughs> I, when second chances happened. And I watched it. Well, not when it happened, but when I watched Kayon and then Second Chances, I expressed my disappointment in that cast. I expressed it greatly. I don't think bland people should be on it, and that's why I think Wu is bland. <laughs> it's like, I get it. I get that you're you you have these opinions, but it's really not what we were thinking for this list. Like, I get that you say, oh, they're bland, they're boring and stuff. But like, it's like there's a there's a specific defined thing. And you watch the show, you know what players were talking about. And it's just like that. He's not that like, yeah, maybe you don't like the season, but he's not what we're talking about right now. But but I find him bland. I don't find him any. But it's not. uh, That's why is Leaf any more bland than Woo? Because it's about edit. It's about character. Like, that's what we're going by right now. They don't stand out. Wu, whether you like him or not, stands out in that show, in that season. He's or a big character. Stand in that or being bland, right? Like, that can be your defining character trait. Yeah. Sorry, say that again? I said, or you can stand out for being bland. Like, that could be your defining character trait as well, right? Did you get that, Cody? Am I am I yeah. cutting it out? No, okay, I my headphones it. just aren't working. <laughs> so oh, I think that's why Joel hasn't been agreeing with me. He hasn't heard oh. my statements because his <laughs> headphones keep cutting out. No, yeah, no. that makes sense. <laughs> I think that's why I said woo, Joel. No, I know. In case uh, it cut out. Is that is that your pick for number eleven? Uh that's my pick, yeah. You know I can't veto. I gotta save it for 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 later picks. Yeah, I guess so. If if that's what his this list is gonna be, then yeah, I guess you have to. Um, for when he puts Tony as number one. Yeah. <laughs> Tony's number one. I'm so disappointed, Cody. I hey, at least you got number one pick, Joel. Yeah. Joel, this is no worse than you putting Hayden on best players of Survivor. Well, at least there's an argument for him. I don't to think be on there that is. List. I made the argument. Wu is an archetype, an archetype where he is the most boring person I have seen in that archetype. No, his archetype is that he's like an he's honorable. His he's all about honor. 
Yeah, he has. There's so many. There's so many like pivotal moments around Wu. Yeah, he gets an edit. Like that's the that's the biggest thing. Like he gets an edit. He gets an arc. Like that's not people on. Uh, I just I I just it's frustrating that you're not like. I, I wish I could just take my perception of what this list is and just put it in your brain. Um, because it's just so clear that you don't, we don't have the same well, thing. You wish that right you now. could put your 12 people in my brain. No, I don't. I don't. I, I was excited to hear who you had to, who, who your favorite picks of, of well, this wait, sort of no was. more. <laughs> no, but it's clear. You don't understand. We don't have the same understanding of what this list means. I mean, I could have said the same thing in previous lists. Fine. Well, luckily this is the definitive list. And at the end, we will have definitively the 12 most memorably bland players in Survivor history. Thank you. Mm -hmm. All right, Go so ahead, I've got Chris. number 10. Wu is uh, number, number 11. I've got number 10. And I want to bring us back to more early days. Um, this, this person, uh, my girlfriend Renee, who's been on the podcast previously, she she thought of this person and I agreed uh, and, I, and I'd like this person to make the list before we had, we've had a lot of, we've had a lot of uh, really exciting medical professionals on the show. We've got Dr. Mike, Dr. Joe, Mina. Um, he was a doctor. I think that's who they say. That's who they're referring to whenever they say Dr. Joe, I assume. He's but a healer. He's a healer, <laughs> but to take us back all the way to season one, we've got the greatest doctor that's ever played, and that's Dr. Sean, who was so bland, he didn't even know how to vote. <laughs> and he just voted in alphabetical order. He was so out of the loop that he just was on autopilot the whole time and was played by everyone. So Dr. Sean is my... 10th pick for this it's a good list. pick it's a good pick because dr sean reminds me of a, a guy i used to live with that was just so sort of like yeah okay whatever you know like just, <laughs> just like <laughs> along for the adventure of whatever we do today you know like has he, no he, real opinions yeah exactly he was just there doesn't kinda. quite get it mm -hmm. but but he's he's kind of pivotal because of his alphabet strategy the whole game gets turned around and it's funny because he's on the, the the dominantly strategic tribe and he's like the one that's like actively trying not to be strategic and could have been like a huge sort of player in the game but ends up just being like because of how sort of go with the flowy he's trying to be uh it he does sort of push the path of the game in a very sort of like dumbass way sort of i i feel like he's so bland that i literally just watched borneo and i don't remember who he is <laughs> yeah he's got a face that you know you just slide right off of yeah i when i looked at it i was like okay he yeah um, <laughs> his relationship with with richard is very indicative to me on how good richard's social game was with his tribe um because he's like best friends with rich like oh yeah he, he really is he really loves rich well everyone loves rich no well the other tribe doesn't and that's love why rich. he's my number nine richard 
<laughs> I get number nine. Oh, Dr. Right. Sean does get kind of a moment when his his dad is he uh, Jeff he wins a, a reward and Jeff um, takes him onto a boat and says, "Would you like to meet the ship's captain?" and brings him to the the uh, the captain's place. And uh, it's it's Sean's dad, and Sean goes, "Oh, dad, you're here! Oh, cool! My dad's here! All right, <laughs> do you remember that?" <laughs> I I don't, but it sounds like a great moment, and I even picked Sean. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Sean definitely uh, deserves to be on this list uh, more than Wu. Um, well, yeah, he's number 10 and Wu's 11. <laughs> I, I mean, Sean does get like, because it's there's there's not that many characters in that season. And I feel like if it was any other season, especially a season with 20 players, we wouldn't get to know Sean as much. We do kind of get to know Sean and we realize that Sean's like, he's just Dr. Sean, you know, <laughs> he's not... I mean, but we get to know bland players. That's the whole thing. Like, because is the list uh, like least confessionals, like least screen time? No, no. We could no, statistically no. look at that. No, it's that's not. No. People who you, who you liked because of their, their blandness. I think just, just to set the, like, I wanted to put him as like my first pick because it was way back early, but I think he does like, I'm not that attached to him. I just think, I think what he represents is that like just bland, all right, whatever sort of player. I mean, there, yeah. there were a lot of those in the first season. Uh, well, not necessarily a lot, but like you could, any of the pre-merges, I, I couldn't remember them. Yeah, when Joel. I at, when I was looking at the cast list, I was like, who the hell's Dirk? Dirk. Right, yeah, Dirk. His name, his name's Dirk Bean. And, and when I went to go look for him, I thought, is it Dirk Bland? I got to put him on the list if his last name's Bland. Like I just forgot. I immediately forget everything about him, but I think I think Sean. I also didn't want to didn't want to put someone from a pre-merge and say, "Well, they were boring." I don't have anything to say about them, so that's why Sean gets yeah. this sort of spot for me. The the that's why we specified uh, with the adverb memorably, memorably bland, because then it would just be a bunch of pre-merge boots that nobody remembers. Yeah, yeah. I all of mine are after merge. I think so with mine as well. Well, my next one, because I don't think you're gonna you're gonna veto me. My next one is actually a player who made it all the way to the finale. This is on a season that I know Cody recently just watched, and uh, that is Susie Smith. I think her last name is Smith. If it isn't, it is now <laughs> Susie from Gabon. Mm -hmm. um, Susie, what's what's incredible about Susie is that. She almost wins yeah. the game. I when I was looking it up, when I was looking it up for this list, she it was a four-three vote. Bob wins by one vote. So one, <laughs> one the difference of one vote could have made Susie a winner. And she is like, she's so silent throughout the whole season. And I like, don't think that's necessarily true. Susie shows up a lot throughout the season, and she's the one reason why. Um, Sugar and uh, Kenny and um, Crystal take control. Yes, she turns on the tribe and gives them the insight and works both sides. Yeah. 
And then uh, she's also uh, quite annoying on camp a lot of the time. She's behind a lot of the strategy talk when you uh, watch it. I think Susie is probably, like, out of the final three, the best strategic player in that game. She definitely is. But I don't think she... I don't think she gets any of this credit. Like I remember on the rewatch, I was like, who is Susie? And then, and then watching, she actually does make some moves, but the fact, I don't think that anyone's going to ever remember that those sorts of moves are attributed to Susie. Yeah. I, well, I would, uh, I would also say that sugar's probably the best strategic, but uh, throws it all away. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, Susie, yeah, she's memorable on there. Susie yeah. has a, a, a nonchalantness, nonchalantness to her uh, gameplay that's sort of like she doesn't really give a shit um, in a way that uh, is, is like, you know, very um, unmemorable and memorable at the same time. Like when she sort of doesn't she tell Corinne, like, I think I'm, I want to vote you out. <laughs> And Corinne's like, what the fuck? And Susie probably doesn't even remember that she said it. <laughs> Susie's like um, a potentially a less sassy Sandra. But they, I feel like Susie and Sandra play a very kind of similar game. Um, yeah, I, I, I think so too. I don't know if Sandra would have won a Gabon season. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think Sandra, Sandra has um, a bit more... Sp- uh, yeah. I don't want to say I would say she has a bit more oomph to her. She has a bit more personality um, that pops for the screeners, the, the audience at home. And I think she's a bigger personality, uh, better social game on the uh, the tribe as well on the on the island. Yeah, it's yeah. definitely that's definitely a big case of it. But also you have to think about like on Gabon because people are like, Oh, like uh sugar had a terrible social game. And like Susie had a terrible social game. It's because like Corinne and Randy were just grinding these people all the time. And like, can you just sit there and take it an entire season? Yeah. <laughs> that That's the thing. Like if when sugar, they're like, Oh, sugar's such a poor sport, but Corinne's like, saying like oh she's such a dumb idiot and like calling her a dumb idiot to her face and then being like oh she's such a dumb idiot i was nice to her for a second and she's gonna vote my way it's like no fuck you like i couldn't you couldn't take that that long so i understand why Susie just has enough of it and (laughs) it's it makes sense yeah i wonder who does corinne vote for in the end does Bob. she vote for Bob? Bob. Oh yeah, She's I wonder with that, Bob. that whole core vote vote for Bob just because they hate sugar and, and Susie. they hate Susie for flipping and be, making a smart decision. Yeah, I wonder if Corinne wasn't on that jury, how the jury would have gone, or if Rand, I mean Randy might have also. Randy been. would have had to not be on it too. Yeah, because I, I something I've found too is just like these juries who um, they all they do is talk talk shit at Ponderosa and decide and they have their decision uh, pretty early on um, on who they hate and who they like and it doesn't matter who makes it to the end. Yeah, it's, it's weird with uh, Susie because this this pick is someone that uh, probably would have won the game another season. Like, I mean, 
Because I don't know if Susie has any chance in any other season. Yeah, I've started like with before, with a different but... with a different jury. I mean, but like because Randy, like even when the cookie incident happens in that season, uh, she doesn't laugh at it at all. Like she's not a part of that, like mocking of Randy even. But for some reason, and maybe she's just even more annoying on camp than we see. Who knows? But for some reason, they just hate her because of one flip. And I mean, I guess it was less common in Survivor at that time. I mean, I think there are, I think there are hints. Well, this is this was also um, about when Survivor was starting to make that shift, right? You had the awesome, you had you had China, which was like pretty strategy heavy, and fans versus favorites, obviously, uh, which kind of pioneered that sort of change but I think these people are still holding on to those sort of old school values I, I do remember that there are some moments where like you can where Susie's like annoyances are showcased I'm like okay I can see how that would like potentially wear on people but uh, but also eh. I, I wanted to put Susie on this list because I think she I think she's kind of I think she kind of deserves she deserves more than she gets and I think she's one of those people that in in retrospect and and watching it back you go like oh yeah like there's there's a lot of good things to be said about Susie but in in my memory in my memory sugar came in second and Susie yeah exactly even on the season yeah she makes it to the end but there's no way that Susie's on the DVD case in my brain you know yeah like, mm-hmm. um it's just like oh yeah there's that that lady in Gabon um uh, <laughs> I wonder if Susie won and Bob is a controversial winner in a way, because, you know, he's one of the most unstrategic winners who would, would Susie be a more controversial winner or less controversial than Bob? I think less. I think if you gave Susie another chance to uh, prove herself, she could. She'd probably get a different edit if she won as well. yeah that's that's the thing yeah because i mean she wasn't there not doing strategy like she she flipped the game and that's more than you can say under the radar she's she's a huge under the radar player Mm -hmm. i haven't watched that season since last year and it's it it kind of leaves my mind as soon as i watch it so uh, maybe maybe if i had just watched it like cody i would have more to say about Susie. Um, i'm i'm a big gabon head so are you going to are you going to veto Chris's pick? Uh no, I'm I'm not vetoing anyone's picks. Well, you can veto your own. You better save it. I hope you can yeah, we can convey if you <laughs> if you have more picks like Wu and Trish and stuff then well, I hope that you I, will, I think I did technically you. veto my own when I vetoed Trish. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, hey, I'm we ex- I think we just pulled a Trish and bullied you into quitting. Yeah, yeah. it's it's interesting because yeah, that's true. Uh, it's interesting because we have two finalists on here. We have two uh, losers in mm-hmm. the end, and that tells me that number eight should probably be a winner. Oh, and no. it's and it starts with a T, and it's Tommy Sheehan. <laughs> I like this pick. Uh, Tommy, Tommy was on my list. <laughs> I like this pick a lot. It's funny because Tommy, um, his whole thing was to be bland. Like he, like it was his, like keeping his threat level low was his kind of master stroke, I guess, in a way that made him just like the worst TV character. Yeah, I mean, nothing exciting about him. Also, led to a season where we didn't know the winner because it was so 
unimaginable at that point. I, I think we were all thinking that Detective Kowalski had it in the bag. I knew that Tommy <laughs> was going to win from like the first episode. When 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 a couple people went went home in the pre-merge, I was like, oh, it, it has to be Tommy then because he was he was getting the weird thing is that he was getting an edit. But every time he was on screen, I was like, this guy is like so like you, you could see through him. It was like he was invisible because he was so pale, but also he was so boring. <laughs> the best catchphrase that Tommy came up with was the horrible catchphrase, Tommy and his mommy, yeah. which he really tried to make work. And it just I mean, it's just like the worst catchphrase. And that's like your best content that we're putting forward to the viewers. Tommy's mm -hmm. on this list. Teaching uh, time with Tommy, he also says. Let me ask says. you, Joel, oh, yeah. like, you, you listen to a lot of Survivor interviews. Did you listen to, like, post-interviews of that season? Did you listen to Tommy? Yeah. Is he a bland person in real life? Because <laughs> even when he wins, we don't see anything. Well, the thing about Tommy's post-game press is that he was very, um, not defensive, but he was very, kind. he came off very cocky because he was like, a lot of my strategy didn't come through in the edit. I'm going to tell you all the master strokes that I was doing. He was throwing challenges out there. He was doing all this stuff. So a lot of people were like, this guy kind of sucks. And I was like, okay, I'm getting to know him more a bit so I can see his gameplay. That doesn't take away from the fact that he was a bad TV character. And that's, and I think there's a lot going on in that season. So there's a lot taking away from his edit, but I think one of the big reasons his edit doesn't come through is because it just, the way he is, you know, the reason that, Tony's strategy comes through so strongly is because of how good he is in confessionals as well. You know what I mean? That's uh, uh, Adam Klein is, 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 is similar. There are a couple winners that we uh, Boston Rob is huge, such a huge character because he's so yeah. good at articulating and he's good at, he's, he's a good TV character. Um, the, but the, where, where Tommy, I just, I, I, I think he, he, he comes in very, if you uh, listen to one of his exit, interviews he comes in very hot um and almost like he's like i'm one of the best winners like and blah 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 and he's like saying like oh this is like his masterful strategy and stuff and you, you can say like okay shut the fuck up but also i guess you 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 have a right to defend your game is there often like usually when they do uh like a um a favorite season or a heroes versus villains season they take from the season before so the fact that winners at war, which would typically just take the most recent winner, passed on him completely. I think that tells you how bland this man was. I think um, the 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 rumor about that they didn't put a, the thirty nine person in forty because they didn't want to spoil it and they knew it probably would get spoiled if they did that put the winner in. That season was already spoiled. I doubt they cared about that. Who was it? Um, well, that's why they did it, though. Who? That yeah, I mean, that's that. I'm not. I'm not making that. That's not a speculation. That's that is why they didn't put uh, the 39 winner in. I, I think you're making this up. No, I'm, I'm not but making it up. I'm trying to remember who Tommy was even against at the end. Was it? It was Nora Dean and Dean. Dean, Dean yeah. made it to the end, and no one voted for him. Dean came in second. Yeah, yeah. He not he like actually did pretty well. But it was such a it was a bigger jury. The, the reason it was a little bit of a dis disappointing finale for me because Dean, uh, memorably for me, doesn't get any confessionals until maybe episode three. It could mm -hmm. be episode two, but I think it's episode three. 
because we're usually in, we usually do the fantasy survivor. And I think Dean yeah. was on my team. And so I kept on being like, why the hell are you not getting any confessionals, Dean? And then the fact that he was at the end, I was like, well, there's no way I wanted him to take it out or Nora, but there's no way that Dean could win just because he didn't get those confessionals like he's, early on in the season. He's so good late in the season though, too. And you, you just have to wonder about it. I think, I think it is, it, it comes down to like this, like Tommy in the end, you can, the one, the, I think the best like showiness of Tommy is his final travel per- performance. Um, I, I, it's something very memorable about his game for me is that he, he was ba- able to articulate his self-awareness and how he got there and why he got there and how he got Nora to take him to the end. Um, so I think, maybe maybe dean could have uh won if tommy wasn't so good at uh the final travel but i also think that tommy just being in control a lot in the game there was a lot of game bots on that jury and i think they uh they just came in thinking oh yeah we're just gonna give it to because dean was such a was was got the fool at it he was he was a goat to many and i think his his idol plays and stuff like that and the and all, all the all the fancy flashy stuff he's doing at the end just wasn't enough um and but- i think this dean kept kind of his information and and his thinking a lot to himself and i and i think tommy's social game behind the scenes was like pretty good like i think he made an effort to talk to everyone which is kind of you know what i'll say about dean is he's a way better tv character than tommy oh dean you'd love to see come back I would love to see Dean come back. Yeah. I'm going to pause the recording because I got to pee. All right, we're nope. back. Um, One more thing about Tommy I do want to say is his season is uh, a trash fire in a lot of ways. And partway through the season, Sandra turns to Rob and says, on Island of the Idols, the titular Island of the Idols, turns to Rob and says, I, uh, I I bet you a woman's a woman's gonna win this season, and we're all like, "Oh, there's that's probably some foreshadowing." And then uh, later on, there's all this stuff with Dan Spilo, and we're thinking, "Oh God, a woman better win this season." That's, there's got to be some sort of redemption uh, to this fucking trash fire. And then Janet, who we're all rooting for, gets you know idle nuller fired out, and then this boring guy who we've been forced to kind of get to know wins and we're like this honestly makes the season even worse you know yeah i think that he almost needed to win so we could completely forget about this season yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) because like i mean who knows what would have happened if lauren got into the final three and she was a player that i enjoyed uh throughout it but didn't care for her yeah, Kristen, Kristen, like anyone other than hopefully Detective Kowalski. Uh, hey, Dean, you know, you know what Dean puts in his um, put in his bio hobbies, Catan. Mm-hmm. OK, for the Catan so, did, so did Kelly Kim. So did Kelly Kim. The um, the interesting thing about this season is that, you know, that when a second chance has happened, it's going to be like six from this season. Yeah, <laughs> not not any times. I mean, if they if they do. I th- the thing about the second chance is that there's so many so much recency bias in that season. They're not going to do uh, second chances for another little bit. So it'll probably be the uh, uh, 39 will probably be forgotten by that point. <laughs> maybe, maybe. But uh, yeah, I don't know. 
it's uh Tommy deserves to be on the list. I'm glad Joel that I have your support. Hey, I I actually I I think your Tommy deserves to be on this list, but I also think Tommy is an underrated winner. Whoa, weirdly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think both can hold true, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um just because I I I I, I I believe him in his post-show interviews when he talks about his the way he he kept his threat level down, um, and uh, I think that's probably not the easiest thing to do out there. So yeah. Well, Joel, what do you have at number seven? So number seven is up in the air for me. I have two um, that I want to put here, um, but uh, if I pick one, I'm not going to pick the other. And so I just kind of want to pick the one that's going to be more fun to talk about. <laughs> so I'm going to pick uh, from South Pacific, Edna. You think Edna's bland? Yeah. Edna with her hat. She doesn't get much of an ad. You know, I don't know. You can veto me if you want, but uh, I'll just pick the other person. But uh, um... Cochran is the other person. I'm no, that... vetoing you. I think Edna, I think Edna pops. Really? Um... Yeah. I, I really don't think Edna Pop. She doesn't have much to do. There there are other. You know what? Oh fuck! I wanna I wanna switch quickly. Switch, switch your pick. I'm going with Rick from South Pacific instead of Edna. That's a better pick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So, so Rick and Edna sort of uh hold a, a similar thing. Edna maybe gets a bigger edit, but so Rick, the farmer Rick, um, is bare. I just wanted to pick a woman to be, to be honest, but, uh, anyway, I'm going with Rick anyway. <laughs> Sexist. Yeah, I know. All my picks are men. Uh, he just kind of floats along. And then in the final four, there's this big argument and, and, and Rick is like yelling at Albert and we're like, oh, shit, there's this man. I thought he was a crew member. I thought he was a cameraman. Um, and uh, it's just. A, a, oh, sorry. That was final five when when uh, Brandon goes home, which is a, a great episode, probably the best episode of South Pacific. Um, but there's this like Bible group at, at in South Pacific, like a cult. Right. And. And there are the three sort of leaders that are like battling it out through the season in terms of who's going to go home. So it's coach Sophie and, uh, um, Oh, I forgot him too, Albert. Um, and, but, uh, then there's Brandon as well. Who's like sort of the, the, the Iago to it. Not maybe not Iago, uh, Igor <laughs> or whatever. Um, and, uh, but then there are two sort of proliferary characters, Edna and farmer Rick, a rancher Rick. I think he has a ranch, not a farm. But no. anyway, yeah, who cares? <laughs> um, uh, uh, Edna has a cool hat, so there's that. But Rick also has a hat. <laughs> What's a hat? I was going to say Rick's hat is objectively. Uh, to, to, to just jump in quickly, what I love, my favorite thing about Rick and my favorite thing that you've changed, I'm glad you've changed your pick to Rick, um, is that his image, his look is so distinct you think like, oh yeah, this guy's gonna be a character. He's got the mustache, Keith the cowboy yeah. hat. It's like, oh man, he's gonna, he's gonna, he's gonna pop, and then he does nothing, and his all of his confessionals are so boring. And you have this like such a unique looking character who's clearly cast to be this like cowboy, like the southerner, like that's that's his character, and he just gives none of it. And that's why I love I love I love Rick as this pick 
because I think it's so funny that like what they were hoping for when you see them versus what you got. Cody, what do you, what are your thoughts on Rancher Rick? Yeah, I hardly remember him from this season. So it's your favorite season. Pretty bland. Yeah, my favorite season. And I'm you might see a pick of mine from that season too. Um, but uh yeah, I think uh memorable look. Probably bland. <laughs> yeah. And 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 it's worth looking up everyone, um, the final five argument on the beach. It is some of the it's 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 some of the best moments in Survivor is in that episode. It's not like it's not a great season, but that episode is really great. Um, and and Rancher Rick, all of a sudden, uh, there's this narrative that everybody calls Albert Prince Albert, and Rancher Rick is like some in some people's eyes, like the person that started that nickname. And some people, and then he's all, but he's also the one telling Albert that other people are saying that. And there's this whole big thing around Prince Albert, and everybody's like, and. And, and Albert's like, who the hell is calling me that? And you don't know whether it's Rick or if Rick's the whistleblower on it. <laughs> Prince uh, Albert also is a piercing for your penis. Uh, we know. <laughs> All right, Joel. What's, clarify, just in case. What's your number six? So uh, this one was the one I, was, I wasn't sure if you guys would like, but, but you know, the Cody's definition of this maybe uh, is, uh, you know, this guy does pop. But that doesn't take away from the fact that he has no. Well, I swear to God. What? You say he pops, but you get mad at mine. <laughs> he pops in a. He pops because of how boring and how not, not on the show he is. Um, and he's terrible at challenges and sits out all the time. And he is also part of that Gulliver's Travels challenge. It's Dan Lembo. I think, uh, Dan Lembo, is. Sort of like the definition of this, but pops a little bit too much. That's why I, he's kind of like a Bruce. That's why I asked the other day, would would you allow Bruce to be on the list on, in our in our chat? Um, and I think he he's a character that we should be talking about more on this show because he has a, the merge boot personality. He really uh, is, yeah. His he's got his crocodile shoes. He gets so obsessed with his crocodile shoes. Mm -hmm. He's so know. funny. Oh, he's 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 so great. He is Cody. He's basically Cody in Survivor form. <laughs> He's so good. He gave me hope to be on the show. I love him so much. Yeah, he's he's maybe the best part of that season, but he's like when and when you realize he's on the season, you're like, oh, yeah, he's like a leaf for me. He but he has like a lot of like big tribal moments and everything, too. And a lot of like it's it's really funny because. I mean, that season in general just has a hard time editing, I feel. <laughs> and you have no idea, like, going forward, like, who Dan's with or who Fabio's with. And then eventually you find out they're together and it just hasn't been clear the entire time. <laughs> and also Benry is part of that, too. And Benry could be Benry, on this list. Yeah, mm -hmm. and Marty is in it, too. And I, I mean, it's really weird. It's it's such a weird thing, but I mean, Dan has so many great moments, so many great moments. But but the moments are moments that you wouldn't think you wouldn't guess would be on Survivor. Am I right? They're just like they're not like strategic moments. They're not like 
camp moments. They're just this weird man being on on this island. You know what I mean? He admittedly looks incredibly out of place being there. Yeah, <laughs> that's a, that's kind of the best part about him is that he looks so out of place. Does that make him bland? I don't know, but we're also arguing if Wu's bland. So if Dan can be on here, then I feel happier about my number 11 pick. And if that makes Joel happier, then I will agree to it. For me, it's it it is like a pick that like on a, on another show he wouldn't be bland but because there's all this strategic talk going on and these these challenges oh, that you are ever very... watched Nicaragua recently if you think there's all this strategic talk well i mean there is brenda and marty <laughs> that, you know there's that's it, his perfect season <laughs> it is that's true i know i know um but uh there there's there's survivor going on and then there's this man that is like this new york real estate guy or whatever he is Talks about how much money he's got. Yeah. How many he cars, just doesn't need houses. to be there. And then when his son comes on, he kisses him on the lips. I think the fact that he's like so out of touch makes him, you know, I'm, I, I can't veto because I got to save for whatever Cody has, you know? So you would veto. Mm, it's, I thought maybe I, you would. I'm I thought maybe to, you would. I'm closer to doing this than Leaf, but I can see. And honestly, I just like Dan Lembo being on a list. Mm-hmm. So, uh, see, it's th- this is where it gets complicated. Where it's like he's he's not a bland person, but he does not get a huge sort of. He's not part of the game very much, and you almost could forget he's in that. You you say Dan Lembo, oh yeah, Dan Lembo, he's funny, but you think, oh, what season is he in? You know what I mean? Like you don't always remember. I don't, I don't know. Like <laughs> he's always there. Like every shot of camp, he's always laying down there, and when uh, is exactly. it, I he's always lying down. His and foot when, hurts. And when the fire is put out, it all all the smoke splashes on Dan. And he's like, oh, what the hell? <laughs> yeah, I he's think, good for those B-roll moments, like like a Tom Laidlaw. Yeah, but I mean, Laidlaw had some memorable moments, too. I think, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, <laughs> I don't know. Dan Dan Lambo. I'm not, I'm not gonna veto. I'm I I'm I'm just happy we've talked about Dan Lambo for so long. Because and that's you know, that's the part that makes it not <laughs> not if it brings you so much joy. No, no that's but, the, oh, but that's no, why one brings me so much joy. But that's why I wanted to bring him on this list because he's a memorably bland person, like or memorably bland survivor. I don't think he's character. bland. I think he's got a lot of character to him. Yeah, he does. But he not totally. on the show. But sure, it comes through. But he doesn't have an arc in the show. There's not much of a story being told around Dan. Like Cody said, you don't know his relationships in the game. You don't know his strategy. You just see him on the rewards. You see him sitting out of the challenges. You see him throw the the ball and then jump off the thing during the challenge. And 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 Jeff is like, Dan, you know that if you do that again, it's not going to count. You don't um, know his strategy, but you always know who he doesn't like. <laughs> it's it's I, I think that's why he's on this list for me, because he's memorable. He's fun to talk about. And uh, I don't know. I I, uh, I thought he I thought it, it would it'd be a good, good, uh, good list to put him on. Because he's like, if we're talking about memorable non-strategic players, maybe he maybe deserves to be on that list better. But, you know, I just wanted to put put him on this list. But I mean, we've talked about him enough. And if you want to veto, then fine. I'm not going to veto. I got to say it. 
I'm not going to veto. And the thing is, like, when you talk about how much uh, we talked about him at the same time, like, remember the other people were like, oh, yeah, Rick. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) So to go backwards. about the most joy. If uh, for the Rancher Rick thing, I know we didn't talk too much about Rancher Rick, and it was kind of a last. We don't tick. need to. We don't need to. No, I know, but I, I was going to say Natalie Tenorelli instead of Edna. Would Would you have been more excited about that? Uh, oh, oh, I'd say Edna. Edna is like one of the highlights of South Pacific for me. So, I we have to. We have to. I would like to dig d- deep into that she someday. Shining light in like a horrid, horrid season. <laughs> yeah. Ozzy's she such just, an like, asshole in that season. She's on the bottom tier of, of the alliance, and there's like people like just talk shit about her. Like you never get her yeah. perspective. But she's but she's working. She just can't crack it in. And she has that hat. Oof. I don't but, remember her hat. But so would what would you have said if I had put Natalie Tenorelli on the list? I would have gone, yeah, sure. I mean, like she's she's just really young. I mean, I I I I debated between on my short list at some point, Ashley Underwood was on the list, who is Natalie's partner in crime. And she was on that list because uh, I couldn't remember her name. Yeah. Versus Natalie, who I could remember. So, well, uh, I thought that uh, Rancher Rick is fun to talk about in the small little way that we were able to talk about. And Dan Lembo was fun to talk about too. Well, yeah, we all love Dan. I mean, I love him. I'm so close to. And again, this isn't an insulting list. This is not an insulting list. This is actually a compliment to be on this list. Chris, I'm not putting anyone from Kai Gai on on this list. Cody, what's your number five? Well, you're up next, so now now's your chance to prove it. I think you're gonna, if you use your veto here, you won't regret it. He's already made his decision, Cody. Go on. What's your number five? Well, I got to put Chelsea from Ghost Island, man. Oh, good. A great addition. This she is, is. She's one of the purplest edits of all time. Even more purple than Purple Kelly. Um. Well, I don't know if she's more purple than Purple Kelly because she also has the moments of uh, every time you do hear from her, it's uh, I'm going to sit out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and you do actually hear from her other than Purple well, we'll probably talk about Purple Kelly at some point. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Chelsea, uh, just a glorious time. And I, and it was a big moment for me because we do our fantasy, and that was someone that I drafted onto my team. Uh, had a lot of faith in her. You know, she had a, a great background, great uh, preseason interview. I was like, oh, yeah, this person's going to take uh, old Cody to the top of the old fantasy pool. <laughs> No, no dice. And yeah, it's 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 weird. Like she does seem like you know. You look at her, you know. Oh yeah, she does. She she looks like other people that have been on this show. Like I can see her like popping, and you know. But then you just don't see. You forget that she's on the show, and she makes it pretty far. Yeah, I think yeah. I think what I love about the Chelsea pick is that it, it's again it's again a player who I love because of the lack of edit. Because I love looking and seeing, like, there's so much more going on with this person. Why were they so incredibly shafted by the edit? Like, it's Chelsea who first brings up the idea of who they should vote out when they were deciding on um, when they thought that Malolo has an idol early in the season. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like she has these kernels where 
where like she suggests the strategy move and then someone else gets to talk about it in the confessional. And um, I think that, yeah, she, I, I really like Chelsea because because of this sort of factor, same way I same way of Purple Kelly. Um, Purple Kelly was on my short list. I probably won't be putting her on at this point now. Um, but I, I was thinking about putting her on to like, as like a first pick to set the tone of, of she's someone who I love watching because of, for some inexplicable reason, the editors didn't like this person. Mm -hmm. Well, I and think it's not because she understand. quit. It's not is because it not? she quit because because Nayanka is the biggest character in that season well, and then quits. Nayanka's unavoidable though. That's yeah. why she's the big re like Purple Kelly doesn't have a lot going on. Like when they do add like a quote in there, it's talking about milking cows or uh, milk your own milk. Or it's like uh, you don't talk much around camp, uh, really, do yeah. you? And she's like, yeah, it's kind of funny, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> isn't that funny? <laughs> Yeah. It, yeah. So, um, there. I mean, Purple Kelly is the first person we named Purple Kelly, but there are uh, more, even more purple people through the show, um, like even before her. Um, be, so, so for the people that don't know, for the listeners, there's there's a character in Nicaragua. There's Kelly with one leg, and then there's another Kelly, who has purple hair. So they called her Purple Kelly, and then. Going forward after that, because Kelly got such a bad edit, anybody who has a quiet edit is called purple. And I think since then, I think Chelsea is one of the purplest people since purple Chelsea. But yes. you go backwards. <laughs> sorry, what were you going to say? No, you said purple Chelsea. <laughs> since purple Kelly, sorry. Shows um, how purple she is. There's a, there is, a, the original purple Kelly is on Samoa. There is a, girl named Kelly and she's on the purple tribe and she doesn't get that you don't hear hide no hair nor hair of her until she gets voted out when when uh Russell idols are out uh second thing after the merge do you remember Cody you watched Samoa recently you remember that um, purple Kelly Pur Kelly Sharbaugh no <laughs> <laughs> I think with uh purple kelly the the gloriousness of it and the gloriousness of chelsea uh rather than them is that purple kelly gets kind of called out and has an outrageous response when talking about not speaking and then with chelsea they prominently show her every challenge like i'm gonna sit out of this one jeff and it, to the point where it was almost a catchphrase for mm -hmm. her <laughs> And, and it also didn't make sense because she's like very athletic. And when you would see her in competition, really well. yeah, when you <laughs> see really her, she always does well in challenges, but she sits <laughs> out so much on, on survivor stuff online. Like I know on Reddit, like just like a picture of, of Chelsea and, and ghost Island is a punchline. Like it is like, she's just sort of a punchline right now. Like the current poster child for um, uh, quiet edits on the, on the show. Right. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, good good for Chelsea. She made the list. Do we want to break down before we get into the top four here? Or we should do it after top three. So yeah. we'll, we'll give uh, Chris, you'll do the number four here. Yeah, okay. So I'm I'm torn between two people, um, even now now saying it. And and I thought I was going to put one of these people on, and, and I won't. I'll, I'll leave them for honorable mentions. I'm going to go with, someone who you would think would have an explosive personality 
just based upon their loved one, their loved one and their fan of tie-dye. And yet <laughs> we have Rupert Bonham, who is one of the biggest personalities we have ever seen in Survivor. And then you have his lovely wife, Laura Bonham, who is almost invisible. Honestly, just and 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 she gets a she gets a rough deal because she's the only fan who is put onto a tribe of favorites and has to navigate all of these like large personalities and people who have played the game before and who are operating at a level that's like clearly so much higher than her and and Rupert who is gone he's voted out he her only like security blanket is taken away from her right at the beginning but she just she just she has a personality that your eyes just slide right off of she hasn't <laughs> she's got she's got nothing and it's just so incredible to juxtapose it with how prominent a character Rupert is and how nothing of a character Laura is and I mean she had a tough hill to climb when uh, Rupert gave his game for her yeah, at the oh, start, yeah. like she makes you, it to the swap, though. She makes it past a couple. Oh yeah, she, she yeah she does. Yeah, she makes it a bit. She makes it. She makes it really far, but uh, not to the merge. Not to the merge, but yeah, just like I mean, she needed to be really good to have us lose Rupert immediately in that season. It's funny she falls in love with Aris <laughs> on the swap tribe, <laughs> and she when they're voting out, they they. She thinks they're going to vote out Aris, so she comes to him crying and being like, Aris, you're one of the best men I've ever met, but we're going to have to vote you out. And then they vote her out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think Laura is on my list. She wasn't going to be one of my picks, but she's definitely on my list. Uh, one of the first people you think of. And it, it is because you have this like outrageous yelling man uh, as her husband, and you think, oh, I'll win. Again. She's gonna yell and like again. him, and um, again. But I love my my love survivor, but I love my wife more. Um. So yeah, good for her for for going out there, and I know she went on the amazing race. But uh, I meet Laura Bonham uh, with a shrug. I think I think Laura Bonham is too is too too like nice of a person to be on Survivor. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think she's just like a genuinely like really pleasant person. And that that's not necessarily what you need to be in Survivor. What's funny is in, she does come uh, onto the show in All Stars at the uh, family visit and shoves her tongue down Rupert's throat. And that's kind of memorable. She does, yeah. She's more memorable in that season than... Uh... <laughs> Then in blood versus water, yeah. they're like, you know, I mean, it was like ten or fifteen years, ten or years earlier, probably, and they hadn't seen each other in a while, and they decided that they're gonna fucking <laughs> mac just, and just rip their clothes off. Gross! It was, yeah, it was a bit much. But I remember um, rewatching when I was doing a whole rewatch of the, of the seasons and seeing Laura Bonham on All Stars. I was so excited. I was like, yeah, she comes back. And then when she, when I got to Blood vs. Water again, I was like, yeah, she she comes back. Or like after, after Blood vs. Water, Renee's like, hey, when's Rupert's wife going to come? You said she was coming on, on All-Stars. 
You're like, yeah, she already was here. <laughs> so yeah, that's why I think I think Laura Bonham is a better pick than uh, than the other person who I was going to choose for this slot. I just think like it, it, the juxtaposition between the two characters is so vast that you you got to put her on this list. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, if she was just on the show and she wasn't Rupert's uh, wife, we probably wouldn't call oh, yeah. her memorable at all. Yeah. But she is, you like, she doesn't have any emotion in her voice, even when she's crying. Um, she's just one of those people. I think she, I think she's super shy up until like her vote out, her vote out episodes when she's like finally starting her feet and she just makes a big, a bad game move. Mm-hmm. But I feel like that's that's also the moment where she's like kind of finally settling into the game. She feels like she has a she has a grasp on things and she feels like she can now start going to people and talking to them and then it's gone. Yeah. I mean uh she she'd bland. It's funny too, is that when uh because you know, I'm not a big Laura Moret fan. And when Laura Moret makes her vote for Laura Bonham. She says, there's only room for one Laura on this island. And then Laura Moret gets voted out. That was That's kind of funny. Oh, look, at, at Cody's got a tie-dye mask, kind of like Rupert. I bet yeah. people, when you and walk like the streets, Laura. when you walk the streets, do you, people think that you're uh, Rupert when you wear they, that mask? They think I'm uh, Laura Bonham wearing <laughs> Rupert's mask. <laughs> well, Rupert also, I mean, you know, he's he's such a fan of Merge Boot, the podcast, because he's been on here so many times. So it's uh... it's somebody say my name. I'm being added to the Zoom call right now. It's been a while. <laughs> Rupert, uh, nice to see you. Uh, basically, what we're dealing with here is about an hour and a half of a podcast. And <laughs> we still have three left to go. So three I'm what? Gonna... Uh, three more boring people. Sorry, your wife is number four. Any brief? My wife's not boring. She knows how to, you know, uh, deal with me <laughs> in many ways. Yeah, good point. See you later, though, Rupert. Classic. Oh, I, you don't want to. You don't want to catch up with me. I've had a, a year of, uh, in, as you know, I have a kind of insane life. Well, you know, Freddy, I'm like Freddy Krueger, and I also. Was on a, uh, a playing Survivor uh, on the in Lake Ontario with Ru- Rupert, with the ghost of Rudy and the headless horseman. Don't you remember these things? There's no doubt that you're uh, entertaining, Rupert. There's no doubt that I'd love to talk to you. Uh, but once again, uh, it's just the timing, you know. Hour and a half into the podcast, way too long to hey. talk about fucking bland people. Hey, why don't you? Uh, why don't you guys talk about the mass Singer anymore? <laughs> yeah, that was when you were really tuning in, wasn't it, Rupert? Yeah, I, I love the mass singer. All the time. Yeah, well, we, we'll get back to it, maybe. Especially if you're on there, sweet cheeks. I would love to. I would love to be, uh, uh, I don't know, under the mask of the fish or something like that. That would be great. Well, Rupert, let me uh, list for you uh, number four through 12, or count down 12 through four, going into our final three here. Um, and then you can uh, say anything about any of them. Or, nice. Uh, or leave. Remember the type. The conversation is memorably bland, Rupert. So this is this is who we who we picked as our favorites. Cool. cool. Uh, number number twelve was Leaf. Oh, the little guy. You remember him? Huh? Yeah. Uh, number eleven was Wu. Doesn't doesn't belong on this list. <laughs> okay, but Dan Lembo does. Well, don't spoil the list for Rupert. It's the first time he's heard it. Don't get me started, Rupert. <laughs> number eleven's Wu. Mm-hmm. 
Number 10's Dr. Sean. Oh, that guy. You don't remember him. I number do. Nine, I do. I was friends with him. Number nine, Susie. You guys had a falling out? Susie. From, from Gabon. Oh, yeah. Uh, you wouldn't like her because she's a Sandra archetype. That means I would like her. I would vote for her twice to win the game. <laughs> yeah, but you'd hate yourself for doing it. Number eight for uh, was Tommy Sheehan. Oh yeah, I listened to his uh his post game interviews. I didn't watch the show, but I I didn't I did uh, like his post game. I'm pretty sure you showed up a lot when we were talking about him too. Yeah, but I wasn't watching it. If you remember, I was watching the Masked Singer. Yeah, but you heard us talk about it. Is my point. Number seven is Rick. Do you know? Oh Rick? yeah, he's sweet. I I I I been actually been sleeping at his ranch, um for the last uh, year or so. We're we're friends. The best part about this bland list is they're all people that you would see Rupert actually align with. Yeah. Um, <laughs> number six is Dan Lembo. Who? Uh, <laughs> you bullshit, Rupert. <laughs> number five was Chelsea from from uh, Ghost from Island Town. of the Idols. <laughs> from Ghost Town. Uh, no, not from Island of the Idols. From Ghost Town. <laughs> from Ghost Town. Oh yeah. Oh, the Ricky Gervais movie. Mm. Yeah. And number four was uh, your wife. Now, number my three. wife, who am I bore at? <laughs> uh, anyway, three. Uh, anyway, I have to go. Uh, Rancher Rick uh, needs me to start a shift, so I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go sow the wild oats. Uh, need no explanation, Rupert. See you Always later. Always good to see you, Rupert. I, I oh, and uh, by the way, I'm immortal I now. I can't die. Oh, nice fact. <laughs> I can't uh, die because I uh, I sucked off a wizard. I okay. thought you said you were leaving. <laughs> I sucked off a wizard on the uh, at at the edge of a cliff um, in uh, Mordor. Actually, yeah. I, uh, Rupert, the longer you stay here, the more likely Tony's going to be number two. <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs> Chris, number three. All right, number three. This is the person who I I believe should be number one. So if someone wants to veto in order to put him at number one. I'm perfectly okay with this. He is the most bland, um, so bland, in fact, that he lost to a guy who was only on the island for like 12 days. He is the George Michael Bluth of Survivor, <laughs> and that is Gavin from Edge of Extinction. <laughs> Good pick. <laughs> Good pick. His whole thing is, I, I canceled my honeymoon. I just got married to play Survivor. Oh, he's just like he's uh, again the personality that you your eyes just fall off of. Yeah, and then his wife comes out, and you're like, oh my god, yeah, made for each other. The two of the most boring people in the world. I don't want to go to their dinner party. Gavin is so boring. He's it's it's exceptional that he plays a good game and like by all rights was trying to play a Tommy Sheehan game, but loses to chris underwood because yeah he cares about him at all i think he he probably would have done better in island of the idols but like he but here's the thing about tommy sheehan is like the day one he's telling laura not laura lauren beck he's telling laura bonham he's telling lauren beck i'm going to propose to my my girlfriend when i get back home we're gavin back to talking about tommy again can you just let me get? Uh, I was going to fucking. I, I was like comparing the two. Why are you go going at? It's almost like a Tommy Sheehan game of uh, being boring and getting to the end. 
So, yeah. And so, but Gavin's thing is, is that he didn't tell um, anybody about his wedding until the family visit. Like uh, nobody knew anything about him until the family visit. And they're like, wait, what? You got married right before you came out here? You, you haven't met your wife at all. <laughs> yeah. Way to build a relationship that makes you want to wait. That makes you want to vote for you. Well, he yeah. was going for sex appeal strategy. If he made himself look available, <laughs> then a guy like that could really win over some votes. That's true. Funny, funny thing about Gavin is like a lot of the votes for Gavin are are our spite votes are votes against Chris, and like even like people who really liked Gavin are voting for Chris. I mean, Chris does play a, a good game in those few days, uh, flashier than Gavin throughout the entire season. So, yeah, I mean, that's it's we can we've talked about the edge twist and and the you know impact that it has in the game numerous times, but it's just if Gavin wasn't so bland, he could have won. Mm -hmm. But <laughs> the jury was so bored by his game. That he didn't. Yeah. They, they, well, here's what happened too. The jury was so bitter and hurt by the cutthroat strategic gameplay of Julie Rosenberg. Yeah. I almost put Julie Rosenberg on this list. Uh, no, no, no. They, so, I, would, I wouldn't have vetoed Julie Rosenberg. Oh, Cody would have. This but is yeah, I like, I like Julie Rosenberg. She has, she has some personality. She has some spunk. She has an arc. So. They, her. I mean, Julie Rosenberg could have been a bland character if she wasn't on a season with Gavin, who's bland just over, over so much more than everybody else's. And not not only that with Gavin, but he was supposed to do a cameo to ask Chris a survivor question and he didn't uh, get it in. He canceled it. I think the fact that Gavin got votes and Julie didn't shows me how hard it is to be a mom on Survivor. Like, it's so impossible to get votes as a, as a mom in the final three. Yeah. I, I, people expect you to be this empathetic mom character who's always uh, looking out for other people. But then when you vote them out, they're like, hey, my mom wouldn't do that. Yeah, it's it's an outrage. It's annoying. And uh, Julie Rosenberg, I know you're listening and I love you. Um, she follows us on Instagram. I've talked about her on my other podcast. <laughs> I can't stop talking about Julie Rosenberg. So if she was on this, my veto wouldn't only be used, but it would be slammed down onto the computer. <laughs> um, but Gavin is uh, Gavin's fine. He's oh, Gavin's my number one. Pick. He should be number one. I'll veto myself if you say you'll put him as number one, Joel. I, I think you're I think you're gonna like my number one pick, Chris. No, I think I maybe know. you've you've forgotten about Gavin. this person. It's gonna be Shane Powers again. If it's Gavin, then I'll like it. I don't know. Honestly, it, it, I, I I know that I hate your not both of your next picks because they're not Gavin. Okay. Like that's how much I love Gavin as as well, the top of this list. Okay, I'm gonna pause the recording again. All right. Um I just wanted to say a quick note still about Gavin is that um, he's, he, I feel so passionate about him that when I was looking up everybody else on my list, I have everyone's last name except for Gavin's who I deliberately left out because he's just Gavin. Yeah. I can't think of his last name. He has no last name. It's Some people Gavin. just like don't Cher. have one. <laughs> yeah. He's like Cher. Yeah. Like you can't say Dan, you have to say Dan Limbo. 
Well, there's there's a lot of bad Dans, so you do have to specify. I would say this: uh, Dan Lembo is probably the best Survivor Dan. Oh, one hundred percent. Unless you want to put Dan Fuego from uh, Panama in there, who could be on this list. We're lucky I didn't watch Nicaragua before Best Players came up. <laughs> um, but number two, uh, it's my turn here. It is. To Ooh, I'm nervous about this one, Cody. Why are you nervous, Joel? I don't know. I don't know what you're going to put here. And I don't have a veto, so. But you feel vulnerable? <laughs> yeah. Number two is Joel. <laughs> <laughs> Joel, you made my list. This well, is there are your... two Survivor Joels. This is for and your performance. Could both be on this list. Outlaugh. um no i uh i think this list uh when joel brought it to us uh was because of a certain person and how i talked about them a lot and i think that even though this person is shown quite a bit he notably has a nice truck (laughs) but this whole thing was created i believe due to burton (laughs) <laughs> yes yes cody i thought you weren't gonna put on burton you think burton's bland you talk about him so much <laughs> this is but, why this is why we wanted to make this list because we talk about these people who are bland you understand they're memorably bland the under bland i'm trying to make joel happy because he wasn't happy with my number 11 um but i also want to make chris unhappy to know that he could have vetoed woo um, <laughs> and I would have been fine if you'd vetoed Dan Lembo. I, I could just put somebody else there. But uh, Burton, I mean, what what's not to say about Burton? <laughs> what's not to say about him? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that might not be the question. Yeah, um, he comes back into the game. He was voted out early. He's just kind of that archetype where he's he's just kind of there. He's making moves. He's with Johnny, but like I would say, yeah, Johnny's the one making the moves. Yeah, who cares about Burton? He's he's just kind of <laughs> you there. do. You care. I care. You've so, made me care because of how much you care. <laughs> I know. And if we were to get a second chances, a second second chances, I would hope Burton made the list. Um, What's funny too is that uh, Tom Henry famously hates Burton. <laughs> like he like it's one of his least favorite players. Uh, past guest uh, um, uh, Tom Henry Burton is one that you might not understand if you just watched Pearl Islands today but if you've gone through the lore of the podcast you would kind of get why he's gotten to this legend status (laughs) so not only is he a legend not only is he bland not only could he have been on the greatest characters not only could he be on the weirdest characters but the thing about Burton that's great is that he's kind of like Flubber. He could fit into anything. <laughs> that's what that movie's about, right? Yeah. Just stuffing goo into Flubber anything. Flubber into places. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why Burton's on the list. And Chris, use your veto if you'd like. Well, I'd like to just, you know, to to make you and Joel sad, but... Uh, um, well, Albert will go on if you veto him. No, Rick's better than Albert. Albert was on my short list, though. Rick's better than... Oh, you don't Rick's want... A, Rick's a better pick on this also, list. Also, I mean, if if Winners at War didn't happen, Sophie would be a strong contender for this list because mm-hmm. of her edit. Yep. I, I'm 
I don't want Joel to get mad at me here. No, no, no. She doesn't get a great edit in her season. I, so, I contemplated her uh, putting her on just just as that specific season, but yeah, but it's hard when someone comes back again like that and pops more. I think, uh, which is why Wu was the perfect person. He popped no more on the second season, but uh, Burton's on this list. Hey, I think it's fitting that question number two. We 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 again ask the age old question: Albert or Burton? Uh? <laughs> uh? And it looks like uh, Burton's going to finally be the answer. <laughs> yeah, he wasn't in the trivia. It was always Albert. <laughs> but Burton's made it this time, baby. All right. Um, so we'll so take us home. We're going to our number one pick, who I don't know if I've talked very much of my love for this um, boring, boring man in uh, on this podcast very much. But every time I watch this season, which is frequent, it's it's a season I quite like. I am so just every time this man is on screen, I'm so impressed by how little he does and how funny I think his face is. And uh, just the, the, what his talk is the way he talks. I think uh, with, when you talk about Gavin, I think, you know, in Pokemon, how you have like a Charizard and then the Charmander thing. I feel like Gavin is in, in terms of a boring man, Gavin is Charmander, and this is Charizard. My guy, Carter from Philippines. <laughs> I love Carter. I remember I chose him as my pick to win back when... Uh, oh, there's the screen right. share. There he is. <laughs> Look at that perfect Carter expression. It is consistent throughout the whole season. The yeah. sort of open mouth, faded eyes slack jawed he doesn't know what's going on yeah <laughs> i i don't know like i i, I really like this guy you He's... can see the three tabs of carter that joel has searched yes yes <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i i um every time i watch he i just it because he gets these small moments like for example an episode i watched last night or the other night um they come back from a reward challenge, um, Carter and Abby and a couple other people. And Abby's talking and blah, blah, blah. She's bragging about the reward. And it's a big plot point because they're all really frustrated with her. And then somebody asks, I think Lisa asks, Carter, what did you like about the reward? And he goes, um, the sauces, there is a spicy one in. And then, and then Abby cuts him off. <laughs> so funny. He just really likes the sauces on this reward and that's this like there's like a zoom in on him saying um the sauces <laughs> also his uh this picture that you have of him his mouth is almost perfectly circular yeah it's pretty good feet i guess <laughs> in the in the reunion show jeff like says to him cardi what happened out there you had a lot of personality in your casting and he goes um i was hungry <laughs> <laughs> like we gave you so much sauce. <laughs> yeah, I uh I mean this guy's bland. I, I kind of forget most things about him. There's there's some other things he uh uh one of the first times you see him talk is when uh Calabaw goes to tribal council and uh there's the girl that they're between two people, Dawson or Penner. Then Penner comes up to to kent and carter and they're like okay he says who are you 
they're they're talking about strategy and Carter goes, Penner, who do you think we should vote out? Dawson or Penner? <laughs> yeah, I remember that one. <laughs> he's just so stupid. He forgets <laughs> who he's talking to. <laughs> Carter's a fun pick. Honestly, he 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 has he gives me Gavin vibes, which is why I'm okay with him being at a at top spot. I, I think he's Gavin a is a, is maybe you know a bit less dumb than Carter or at least comes off that way. That's why I, I, I like seeing Carter more. Gavin's not really dumb. He's just very like, he doesn't talk. That's what I mean. I, I, I think, I think the reason I like Carter more is that every time he talks, he comes off as like a cartoonish surfer, dumb guy. You know what I mean? He's like Bill and Ted. All right. So we have our list. We have our list. Number 12, Leaf. Number 11, Woo. Number 10, Dr. Sean. Number 9, Susie. Number 8, Tommy Sheehan. Number 7, Rick. Number 6, Dan Lambo. Number 5, Chelsea. Number 4, Laura Boneham. Number 3, Gavin. Number 2, Burton. Number 1, Carter. I I'm, think I'm really satisfied with this list. You are? Even though with the woo thing, I think you putting Burton on and us barely talking about Burton (laughs) (laughs) really turned it around for me. Cody, I thought you didn't, you didn't want to, to, to play the game and you came out. I think you, 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 you had a, a a fringe pick at the beginning that made us think that this wasn't going to go well. And I think you turned it around Cody. So there you go. Well, Joel, I think that at the end of the day, you know, Wu should be on the list a little more than Dan Lambo, but I mean, I obviously disagree, but you also could have vetoed that, and neither you, neither of you did. I promised you, Joel, I would not use my veto today, and I did not. I made no such promise, but I also did not. And Joel, you're the only one to veto. Yeah, yeah, because you 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 were gonna pick Chaos Cass as a bland player, um, uh, but uh, yeah, I think. Carter, I'm I'm happy that I had number one. Like when I, he was the first, maybe other than uh, um, Laura Bonham and and Burton were the first people I kind of thought of for this list. But uh, Carter, when I realized that's who I wanted to pick, I was like, he's my number one all the way, all the way. There's just every time he opens his mouth, it's kind of fun, and I do like the way other people seem to really like him on the island, even though it doesn't come across why. Yeah. Um, uh, for example, when they do the uh, the family visit, Michael Scoopin says to Carter's mom, "You raised a heck of a guy. He's a heck of a guy. Heck of a guy." <laughs> There's been so much Scoopin brought up in this episode. Well, also, um, Mike Scoopin, uh, in the <laughs> end, his only vote is from Carter, and Carter spells his name S K O O P I N. The Almost two O's as good as uh, Ralph's. Yeah. <laughs> file Ralph. Almost. I almost put Ralph on the list. No way. <laughs> I know. I know. I didn't, but I almost did because he, he is sort of invisible after the merge. Did you so think- do people, do people want to run down some honorable mentions just like quickly, if there's people who were on your short list, but didn't get, didn't get picked. Yeah. Dan Fuego from uh, Panama. You did have Ralph on there. <laughs> Oh, you guys can see me right now. Yeah, we can see you. 
Uh, yeah. Artists. Artists, yeah. You know, when you brought up artists as a throwaway joke last uh, episode, forgot completely that he existed. <laughs> Wes Nail, interesting. Purple Kelly, Kelly One Leg. <laughs> Is that how you put her on there? <laughs> yeah, and Chad One Leg. Um, yeah, some of the people who I had, uh, the, who I was debating, who I really wanted to get on there, but didn't, Christina Cha from uh, One World. She she's fourth she famously um gets insulted by uh alicia every episode and Mm -hmm. then in the last her final question is to kim and she said hey kim like why did you why did you not go with me and alicia and uh kim's like well i really wanted to basically says i really wanted to go against like i knew i could choose whoever i wanted to go against and i decided i wanted to i wanted to go against the best and she's like Thank you for saying that I was the best. <laughs> and Kim's like, well, no, that's uh Yeah, I I was I maybe think. gonna put Christina Chaw on this list. It was between her and Leaf. Um, but uh I ultimately went with Leaf because Christina gets more of an edit because of how um much shit gets talked uh, about her from uh, Alicia and Colton. And you almost you feel bad for her. Also has have people asked i don't know these are boring people too but has anyone talked about how much greg from palau looks exactly like chris underwood oh uh, they're close i guess you know i don't know i i, I can't picture that man i they, can't they are very very similar looking they both have they both have, they have really strong jaws and like dark brown curly hair i and think a similar they, beard shape i almost put them on the list together <laughs> uh some other people for me um purple kelly was in my short list obviously for reasons we talked about uh some high up placing people amber was was pretty high up there um, <laughs> amanda kimmel was pretty high up there no oh, come on I, Vito. I think Vito. She, well that i didn't put i didn't put her on but Vito. I think like, <laughs> Vito, by the way could be uh dan lembo's son's name <laughs> um yeah those are the other i i had albert too i was thinking to veto her being on your honorable mentions <laughs> veto <laughs> maybe also, angela, angela from ghost island the only memorable thing is when she swallows that sea slug oh and looks like a fucking oh, demon yeah, when yeah she afterwards. wins yeah she, she barely gets an edit and then she yeah. she wins the gross food challenge she but also I, comes I, after right the season after ben where she has a similar job, right? Like she's from the military. Yeah, she's in the military. And you're like, oh man, we got another Ben, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Those are my. I had Dale Wentworth on there too. Yeah, that- he pops. You know, you know, he he may pop more than you remember because I watched that that premiere recently, and he's kind of a big character in that premiere. Mm, yeah, definitely. These that's why they didn't end up end up going on, but he's just kind of gut reactions i had yeah. on there too just i don't know i i i love this discussion of people i i do i i i because i do like unstrategic players i love seeing the edit i would i do think survivor should um go back to 16 players just so we do get to know people a bit more i would love to see a modern survivor with with less players um, i like 20 i like them both 
Yeah, I like but, them both. I would like, but but they've been going back and forth between eighteen and twenty for a while. I would love to 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 see an old fashioned. The the way I want Survivor to be old fashioned is for them to have less players. What uh, David versus Goliath? That was twenty people, wasn't it? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Everyone popped on that. Escapite. Oh yeah, everyone had a pop. I almost put Natalie Cole on this list. No way, <laughs> Vito, 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 come on, Vito, Vito. She's the best character in that season, better than Christian. <laughs> yeah, that could be true. Yeah. But, um. So we got this one. Is our next one? Is the season one? It's the big season one. I don't think so. Probably not. Because that would be in three weeks. Three weeks. Well, two weeks from when you're hearing this. Oh. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. We might need to put something in between there. Um, I had a pitch. No one responded to it in our group chat. Just spoiler alert for the folks at home. We have a little group chat. Yeah. It's pretty exclusive. What was the pitch? Uh, greatest Survivor Rivals. I don't think there's enough. Oh. To be honest. Sorry. Well, fuck it. We'll take a break until we got the next season then. Well, Joel and I will put our heads together as the hosts of Merge Boot and you as the guest host. You don't really have to worry about these sorts of things. Oh, yeah. I kind of like the rivalry thing. There might be enough. You, and you there like may it? be some fringe picks. I don't, I don't mind it. Yeah. There, there's some fun picks you can make with it. Yeah. I could, I, 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 I like it more than Chris does. Thanks, Joel. And I, I want you to be excited about a list, and you get most excited when something is your idea. So what? Yeah, when it's when it's anybody else's, he just really yeah he, he actively puts in a player that I like. I don't know why we keep on uh, having him on as a guest host. Yeah, I actively put in a boring player. Who is bland? I no, like him. You, I'm I'm just joking around with you, Cody. Um. And uh, I'm I'm happy that you, you guys podcast with me and we get to do this during a global pandemic. Uh, I'm not joking, Cody. I don't like you as a person. <laughs> well, everyone, I uh, I abhor you to go on our social medias and uh, our YouTube channel. I haven't, hopefully by the time you hear this, if, if we're releasing this in a week, that, that I have uploaded last episode's youtube video to our youtube page with clips of the challenges and then this one i'm going to edit pictures of the people that we're talking about uh, maybe some clips but uh, definitely you'll get to see carter's face you'll get to see his jacked body you get to mm-hmm. see his blonde hair and his... Carter's very jacked now mm-hmm. okay. oh yeah right now he's very jacked but even on the show he was pretty jacked yeah a lot of these jacked people become either really boring or really grumpy on the island because they are uh, malnourished. Garrett. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he's he's used to getting uh, uh, chicken wings and vegetables served to him at the the card table. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, a lot of a lot of, a lot of these people um, become boring out there. But anyway, um. It, Again, this wasn't an insult. This is honestly a compliment if you made this list. Because you probably are, are like complimentary. Yeah. Um, and uh, anyway, I hope uh, that you can subscribe to Instagram, Twitter, Merge Boot Pod, and also head over to Apple Podcasts or you can find us on Spotify. You can Woo-hoo! subscribe us over there. 
Um, tell your friends five stars. Blah de blah de blah. Anything else? That's all, folks. Are we on Stitcher now? I don't know. Okay. Well, we're on Spotify. That's cool. You like that? Yeah. Don't you? It's pretty cool. To all our listeners on Spotify, make sure you uh, let us know that you're listening on Spotify. Yeah, it's funny. Um, I think I'll, I'll, it's not a big deal because I don't know how many people would be binging. But but halfway through Winners at War, on our Spotify episodes page, it jumps to like our episode where we talked about this first 28 seasons of Survivor. Like it jumps ahead. There's a bunch of missing episodes. So if you want to binge, go on Apple Podcasts. But otherwise, we're on Spotify, if that's the app of your choosing. Anyway, um, there's there's reasons against every podcast app. Um, Apple Podcasts has been a bit glitchy lately. What's that about? This is turning and into now an for our uh, top 12 most bland podcast apps. <laughs> Um, yep. Okay. Well, uh, good night and good luck and, uh, see you next time. And thanks for listening, everybody. Bye. Bye.